0: You're listening to The Better Together Podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to The Better Together Podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today I have with us Tyler Hart, and he is uh, working with Firm Foundations. And Tyler, basically you do a lot of work with churches, trying to help them to know their community well, trying to help them to think about the language and uh, outreach activities that would be there with them. And I would say you've really been uniquely prepared for this. You used to work in uh, newspapers and help them with marketing. Why don't we start by just getting you to share with our audience a bit about your background and what Firm Foundations
1: is doing today? Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, we've worked with a lot of uh Free Will Baptist church planters, uh, probably six or seven at this point. Uh several folks listening probably know uh Josh Bennett as one of them, Josh Hampton, Jim Kilgore, several others. Um, and so it's been a it's been a pleasure being they able start to work with. with Jay, with them. don't they, Tyler? Fish- so they all start with Jay. So it's it's always tricky to remember all their names. <laughs>
0: So for there, minutes, So I'll be Josh's. I forgot, you know? Yes.
1: So, uh, the, but all amazing hearts. I've really enjoyed everything we've, we've been able to do thus far. Um, but yeah, so to, to dig into my background a little bit. So I, I worked, like you said, at the newspaper at a newspaper for about 12 years in marketing had, had held several roles. Uh, They're helping uh, businesses, nonprofits, all that kind of stuff, actually leverage market research uh, to better uh, advertise, make money, those kinds of things. (laughs) It's an analyst. Now uh, for the kingdom. Yes, now for the kingdom. Um, So yeah, I was was there for about 12 years. Actually, my business partner also was there for 14 years. Um, At one point, they decided they did not need a marketing department anymore. And so I found myself unemployed suddenly (laughs) with a third child on the way. Um, and really in just that time of sort of desperate prayer of what's next, God, um, I really felt God saying, hey, actually, the last couple of years of your career were intended to prepare you for what I have next. Uh, and that it was to use uh, our skills and our gifts uh, to really help churches and grow the kingdom. Um, so a month after getting laid off, we we co-founded Firm Foundations Marketing. Um craziest thing never had never planned to do that um, i've always has always had that entrepreneurial spirit but um that was not in my long-term plan i didn't see that you know the big change coming uh, but certainly god prepared us for it so um we're about five and a half years in now so that means about halfway into our business we had the, the joy of covid and some of yeah. oh yeah uh, and so i fully can uh resonate with some of our church planting friends that tried to plant in that season because i was trying to grow a business in that season yeah yeah um but it you you know, God has always been faithful and, and seen us through. So um, yeah, I mean, we, so we work with churches exclusively now. We, we, um, we work with large churches, mega churches, all the way down to pre-planting church planters all across the country. Um, so a lot of what we do with the bigger churches, we actually scale down to help the, the smaller churches that can't afford some of the craziness that we do <laughs> with the big yeah, churches. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, we, you know, why we do this is we we've seen over the years that a lot of churches, uh, don't have an abundance of resources, right? You don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of money, not a lot of people. Um, and there's so many ideas out there. There's this chorus of ideas sort of singing at you, uh, available at your fingertips with a Google search or a Facebook group or whatever. And it's tempting to just uh, import tactics yeah. from some other church in some other city or from some guru on the internet or you know, some well-intended uh, intended, uh, con- you know, congregational member or something like that. Um, but we believe that your church is actually uniquely equipped to reach specific people in your community. Um, but the problem is, is a lot of pastors don't know how to actually find them. <laughs> they don't know who they are. They don't know where they're at and what they really need from you. Um, so that's where we come in at, at Firm Foundations is we help pastors and church leaders um, utilize community research to really discover your church's ideal audience and, and to define your message and develop the strategies you need to engage those people So that you can ultimately focus your resources better, serve your community well, uh, and grow your church with purpose. Because we we don't want to see a a scattered shotgun approach doing all these good things and not focusing on the great things. Uh, And I think that's one thing I've learned in, in, you know, again, five and a half years of serving churches is I've become more aware of, we are all part of the the big C church and each church is playing a different role. And we don't have to have that burden of reaching everybody because that's what the church down the street is for. And the church down the street from them, (laughs) we all kind of work together to reach this, you know, this mosaic of of people in our community.
0: And so, you know, we've had A lot of churches that have done the Know Your Community report through Church Answers, and you guys are using Esri and Census and uh, I think Experian data, all kinds of data as well. Let's just start out, and then we'll get into that last little part where you mentioned knowing about your church and who your church is best equipped to reach. But let's start out by just reinforcing why is it so important
1: for churches to know their
0: community? Why, why does that matter?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So first of all, I just want to say I'm a, I'm a uh, church answer certified church consultant. So I I, I do believe and love the uh, the Know Your Community report that you guys are already familiar with. A lot of churches across the country you're familiar with. Um, our approach is a little bit different and we can delve into that um, in a, here in a little bit. But um, I, think, I think it's Sam Rainer. It's one of the Rainers <laughs> that always says you need Sam, to know your community yeah. in order to reach your community. And that is hundred percent true. And actually when I was preparing um, for our for recording today, you know, one thing that kind of just came to mind was uh, one of the verses in first Corinthians, Corinthians 13, where if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And it's like, well, how we show love to our community is by understanding who they are. Yeah. And when we don't do that, we're mm-hmm. resounding gong or clanging cymbal. We're just noise. And we want to be beautiful music that speaks to someone's heart, and so you do that by actually understanding people at a deeper level. Um, and so, th- so that's kind of what we focus on uh, is is that deeper level understanding of a specific group of folks. Um, so, know your community is great for a top level, broad picture um, type of things, but okay. if you want to understand what your people are dealing with and what's important to them or where they need help, that's kind of where our solution step solution. So Let's stop on
0: that for a bit, because some folks may say, hey, I don't want to hear this marketer and all (laughs) that. Let's just be clear. Tyler's more than the marketer. But anyway, (laughs) let's do think a bit about 1 Corinthians 9. The whole chapter, Paul has talked about being a servant. And then we think about the last section where he says, you know, to the Jew, I became as a Jew and was without the law. And then he talks about how he disciplined himself. So really part of what you're getting at is I got to know who's out there. Yeah. I gotta be able to put myself in their shoes a bit to try to reach them. And then the next step, and and this is really, I think, something you guys have kind of perfected, if you will, I've got to know who we are, who we are as a church and and try to try to use, you know, what we have and we're best equipped to reach. So yeah. unpack that a little bit. That's part of what you all do, trying to help churches figure out who are we best
1: equipped or or made to reach, if you will. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take a step back to sort of set the stage a little bit. Okay. Um, so the research that we have kind of classifies uh, American households into one of 71 different groups, um, which to some people might sound like a lot and might sound like not not enough. But <laughs> I think yeah. that's a good starting point. There's 71 different groups that we can all kind of be classified under um, based on how we live, how we shop, what we think, feel, all those kinds of things. Um, and so for example, we worked with a, one church, uh, in Virginia, their church plant there about six months after planting, uh, or after launching mind you. Uh, and, uh, and they, um, they needed their website redone. They, they just, they, they didn't have a consistent way of talking. Um, they knew they needed some new language. And so we said, well, we can't, we can do that. But for our first step is we got to understand who your target audience is, who are your ideal audiences. Um, and this particular pastor, he was like, "Well, I mean, we don't really need this whole market research thing. Like, I know who lives here. Like, you know, the, <laughs> uh, it's a bunch of bunch of rich white folks. Like, I don't, I don't need the research to tell me that. I know that." Um, and so but then, yeah. <laughs> so he conceded. He's like, "All right, fine. If it's part of your process, we'll just go through it." Um, I was like, "Okay, just now, I got to prove it." <laughs> yes. 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 And so uh, again we have this whole intake process that we've developed over the years working with churches all over the place of different sizes and different uh, you know flavors if you will um, and we identified uh, so there were 58 of the 71 different groups within 15 minutes of this pastor's church plant Wow So right off the bat that tells you, Okay, maybe we don't know people as well as we think we do. <laughs> yes. And I think, honestly, it's just human nature, right? We, we, we assume because we drive similar cars or our kids go to the same school, we shop at the same grocery store, that we all kind of think the same. Uh, and that's just not reality. Because there's a big difference between, I mean, just to break it down at a simple level, between a two-parent household and a single-parent household. Yes. The stressors on that single parent's lives are significantly greater than somebody that's got two incomes or has a spouse to support them through the hard times and those kinds of things. Um, so you start to factor in like, okay, that's one thing. How does, how does income level play in? How does like how old our kids are? Or do we have our adult parents living in the house in the basement or something? <laughs> you know? yeah. Multi-generational households, all those things contribute to what make us, us. Um, So out of that 58, uh, we actually helped him identify the best three for his church, right? We all know that there's reasons why people pick one church versus another. Some people want the big mega church. Some people want the really small, the traditional or the the very modern. Like There's all these things that go into it for a variety of reasons. We identified three. Uh, And he was actually in in this case, he's like, well, of those three, I'm going to focus on these two because that one is that the older group of the three that you provided, like I'm happy if they come, I'm glad that they're come, but I'm going to really focus all my resources on on intentionally reaching these other two. Um, And so that, and that church is now growing. They moved into a new location where they're talking about adding a second service. Now, when I was uh, visiting with them recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's just one example that kind of shows like the kind of focus and clarity and intentionality and the ultimate benefit. Cause I think what you're trying to do by understanding who your church is best equipped to reach is uh, one, create, clear expectations with people, right? So when you're talking about your church or they go on your church website or something like that, um, they can more immediately determine, is this church for me or is it not? Simple, basic, because I think the the struggle is to be generic and that Mm -hmm. doesn't help anybody. That Mm -hmm. that creates unmet expectations when they show up. Um, And so, and then the other part of that is it creates people that stick. So when you're very clear about who you're best equipped to reach and how you can serve them, they're more likely to come to that become a first time guest and then a second time guest and then a long time member
0: <laughs> yes yeah yeah and so we've got in a lot of the communities we work in we've got a lot of different churches um some of the communities yes there wouldn't be as many churches but i think what i'm hearing from you is that every church is unique just like every community is unique and so figure out kind of how you've been made yep. and and in, and that's part of the language figuring out how to speak to those people that you're su- you're supposed to reach if you will. Yes, get into that a little bit how you guys even use messaging. I know some people may say, oh no, but again, <laughs> I do think we have examples and first uh, Corinthians 9 we mentioned I think we even have examples think about Jesus is reaching all kinds of different people. Paul's yep. another example and sometimes they would, the messaging you think about uh, Paul of the Areopagus and so forth. So, talk a little bit about that and how you help churches with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, Jesus is of course a great example. I mean, the the, the illustrations that he used when communicating with people were very intentional, right? You use the agricultural yeah. language to speak to an agricultural society, um, and, and that same kind of concept applies to us here in America, trying to reach people in our local community, whether that's rural. Or you know, urban or what have you. Um, we have to communicate who we are to sort without kind of talking about ourselves all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In order to open up that conversation with with folks, that digital conversation, if you will, if they hit your website, for example, um, you have to show that you understand them. Because if we just start saying, "Hey, this is when we meet," um, "This is an upcoming event," like those are not. Bad things, but they're not helpful. They they don't show that I get you and you were made for me and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so you know we work th- with messaging. Um, so it's to communicate about the brand, about the church to that ideal audience in a way that's incredibly relevant. So we talk about things like what are their pain points, um, what do they want to achieve, what are they, where does that person hope to be in life, right? Mm-hmm. Big picture. Um, how does the church help them get there? Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the pathway? Um, what, you know, who else in the church, uh, has experienced that kind of transformation in their life? Because I think that's, you know, just a simple, basic practical step for some folks who, you know, maybe can't afford to hire a a, a marketer or something like your one-liner is your problem and a solution and your transformation like that. Mm -hmm. Those three steps create a, a one sentence, uh, impact statement that communicates who you're for, how you help them, and what life is like on the other side of getting help. Um, and so, you know, when we work with churches to uh, to identify their target audience, you know, one of the things that we factor in is what are, what is your goal? What, are, what is your vision as a church? Um, and particularly when it comes to established churches, it's incredibly important because, you know, They probably don't want to, they're in a place where they don't want to do things the way they've always done them. (laughs) So while there's some element of of factoring in their current culture and way of doing things, um, part of our process is understanding what that vision, what that goal is. Like we worked with a church um, outside of the Washington DC area, for example, that over the years uh, their members had moved, they created like a church donut is what I like to call it. Their members had moved out into the suburbs once they started having kids, having money, and so that big church was no longer a community church. They had a lot of people, they had a lot of money, they had a lot of building resources, like all those kinds of things, but they weren't reaching the people around them anymore. And with their members, li- with their members living so far away, they weren't going to invite their neighbors to drive that same distance to come into the church anymore. So for them, the goal was, how do we shift our focus? And, and it was a honestly a very difficult conversation to have with them because it was going to require significant change. Hmm. um but that's why this isn't a cookie cutter process this isn't like we get an intake form we click a button and boom here's your stuff it's you know we're we're leaning on 20 years of experience doing this hmm. um and really trying to understand who you are and where you want to go so that we can help you get there with clarity and it's the other thing is we don't you know, pastors don't need to become market researchers as like a side hustle, right? <laughs> right. Um, you, you've better things to do, uh, and so leave it to the professionals, so to speak. Um, and and so I think that's where it's it's super helpful. Uh, you know, we, our whole process takes a week, right? It, it's super quick, allows you to no matter what season you're in in the church um, to start to lay the groundwork to take action, but it's really focused on your your culture, your DNA, your leadership style all those kinds of things that really impact uh, who you are as a church to find those people in your community. that are going to resonate with either who you are or where you want to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Good. And so folks want to learn more about what you all do. They can go to your website and actually they could check out a sample report, couldn't they?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the sample is, is the best way for a lot of folks to get started because I know it's really hard to envision what this looks like when you haven't seen it. And especially if you're familiar with Know Your Community Report, this is a, this is a pivot from that. So I don't want you to assume that they are the same thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, our, the website to, to see the sample, to get started, to even purchase, uh, if you would like, is actually ministryreset.com. Um, And so that is exclusively for the research side of things. Uh, You can go right there and and take a look, look at the sample. Um, Absolutely. So that's that's a great first step for folks, Um, really helps open eyes. So you get three uh, ideal audiences. So the top three groups for your church to reach. Um, And as part of that as well, we also have these sort of practical uh, printable posters that are like a summary of your audience. Because the report that you get is about 80 pages. You know, it's not (laughs) focused on your three groups. Um, which is an amazing thing for readers. Um, I am not a huge reader myself. My my reading comprehension is not amazing. So I was like, how can I help people that need something (laughs) simple in front of them? Yes. So so as part of that, and this is also part of the experience of working with some of the larger churches as communications directors needed something that they could keep in front of them on a regular basis when they were developing campaigns and and things like that. So we've got those printable posters as well. That kind of hits the highlights for each of your three audiences um, super handy when you're, especially if you have meetings with your your ministry leaders and those kinds of things, or you're approaching a big season. Maybe it's Easter and BBS, um, and you want to make sure you're relevant. Like, kind of just reminds you uh, and everyone in the room what's important for reaching those folks, so you can stay focused and on mission uh, and not get tempted by all those distractions that are definitely out there. That's good, and I think somewhere we've got a quote from
0: a church planner who I'm sure his name starts with a J. <laughs> Actually, I think it was Justin.
1: It is. It's Justin. Yes. Yeah.
0: Who says, you know, know your community helps you learn about your community and know who's in your community. And uh, really a lot of the information that Tyler's talking about here is helps you to, you know, figure out ways
1: to reach those folks. So it is a, it's a two-pronged process. Absolutely. I think, I think they do work hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, I, I think know your community can be really insightful for sort of de- developing your missional base. Um, But as far as building the the church itself, that's where ours kind of comes into play. So take the baton and uh,
0: pass it on, if you will, so to speak. I I really encourage our listeners. Number one, if you've not done Know Your Community, reach out to us, nafwb.org slash know. And uh, we can get that set up. Board of Retirement, actually, uh, if you're a recipient of uh, or they if you participate, they actually take care of that for you. So check that out. And then I encourage you to check out the website Tyler has uh, reach yes. out to him you can see he's very personable um and he and his team will uh, do what they can and it's I know we talk we've talked a lot about church plants and so uh, you you guys are working with real Baptist North American Ministries but also uh, you've got you've worked with churches doing revitalization and so forth as well Tyler so there's all
1: kinds of uh, things that they could use uh that you have right? Right. Absolutely. So yeah, start start the conversation, so to speak, at ministryreset.com. It's easiest to remember. We've got a couple of websites, but that's the main one to do to for the research stuff. Uh, and we can be in touch. If, if you download that sample there, you'll start to hear from us that way. So,
0: Well, good job. Good job, Tyler. Thank you for sharing <laughs> with us today. Thank you for what you all are doing. Uh, I'm going to point out you're in Virginia. we we'll just- yes. We'll leave it at that. That's pretty cool and not so far from where some of our churches are. So thank you for the good work you're doing. And I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today and what you're doing
1: for the kingdom. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's, It's been a pleasure and I look forward to serving more of your churches. And I want to thank you, all our listeners. Uh, Maybe you're listening in and you think,
0: oh, this person would benefit from this podcast. Take it, share it, uh, do what you can to get that information out there. Remember every little thing we do, it really does help. And we truly are better together. Thank you.